0: crop top t-shirts for men, the CFP, and whether or not Ohio State deserves to be in the Big Ten title game next on Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. What's up, Buckeye Nation, and welcome back to Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. This is episode 13, and man, we got a ton of stuff to talk about this week, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, um, if it's going to be anything like some phone conversations we've had over the past few days, uh, this episode's going to be a doozy, because we clearly do not see eye-to-eye on some of this stuff, that's for sure.
0: No, we really don't. Um, its it, I'll tell you what, man, this has been just a mentally draining week for me. Just with everything going on with the drama of, well, you know, we'll get into it. But, you know, the CFP and, you know, whether or not we're playing the Big Ten Championship game and scheduling. And it's just been, you know, an emotionally draining week for me.
1: Well, uh, people don't know that we actually were going to uh, establish a a Team Up North rivalry podcast. And it wasn't even a game preview. We were just going to have a rivalry week podcast to talk about things that... You know, we typically do in a rivalry week and, you know, our, the hardcore Buckeye fans understand all the different things that we do. We maybe even bring us some of the things that you're not aware of, because, you know, it was very important that it was even said uh, it's said each year. But it, can, it was said in the uh, press, um, the communication they had. But even before we found out about the game was that, you know, we're not prepping for the team up north this week. We've been prepping for them the entire year. So this is a year long rivalry. It's not something that just sparks up the week of now. There's some special things that we do the week of, but unfortunately, you know, we did have some news that we'll get into about the game. So
0: we decided to completely take this uh, episode in a different direction, man. Let's talk about the latest CFP rankings that came out.
1: Okay. Well, not a lot changed, uh, at least for what was important for me. So Unless you have anything really to add. I don't really have much to add to that other than it was pretty much expected. Uh, Top six is really all we're looking at at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, nothing changed, and and I wasn't really shocked. I think everybody just kind of holding tight, waiting to see what happens here, waiting to see what happens at the end of the season, and waiting to see what happens in the conference championship games. Um, I think that's really going to tell the tale on everything. Well, let me, um, and then, okay. First of all, we're gonna first have all a great okay, hey, I, I completely
1: out. forgot, dude. I completely forgot,
0: man. We got to bring up Michigan state. What, what was your overall feelings about that game? I thought it was a great improvement, man. It was uh, um, especially considering the fact that we had a lot of people in the game that had never been in before and they were out of position. Um, but I, the one thing I want to point out was I really liked the defensive scheme a little bit better. Uh, okay. I thought we did a much better job uh, in the past defense than we had previously. Yeah. Um, the game ended pretty much as I expected, uh, but I will say that I, I thought uh, a great job was done uh, by the coaching staff, uh, especially Larry Johnson and stuff, to come in there in that tough of a, of a position um, and drive the Cadillac when you never drove the Cadillac before.
1: Yeah, you got to think, man. First of all, we've never played in Michigan in December, and that's East Lansing. And, uh, given that was probably as good a weather as we could have hoped for, but I mean, it's still, you know, mid high thirties and that's cold, man. And I don't don't know about you, but when you hit someone when it's less than 40 degrees outside,
0: that's, that's, man, it don't, everybody's feeling it.
1: Yeah. So we even went all the way up until two hours before, heck hour and 15 minutes before game time, before we realized who was actually not going to be in the game, and we're missing tough Borland, we're missing Josh Proctor, we're missing three offensive linemen, we're missing a backup defensive end. I mean, it, it, the the key is that it didn't really take out any of our star players, but it took out enough that it left for some some interesting you know positions that I was I was looking at, and there was one in particular that struggled especially on that first drive. And I know that you were texting me as it was Harry Miller moving to center.
0: Yeah. Harry Miller had a rough first half, uh, let's put it like that. Every snap that he let go of, I was scared. I go, oh, geez. You know what I mean? I thought, <laughs> I was like, you know, Harry, you got to get it together, buddy. And I know well, he's in there. it wasn't there, the first he, half. It was like the first drive, and then he kind of got it together. Well, no, I was worried for the first half. Right. what I'm saying. After that, once he got it together a little bit, I was okay. But I really did enjoy, like, I, like we talked about before, the uh, – a little bit of the banter the camera caught him several times doing stuff you know screaming the f-bomb and stuff the dude is super passionate which i appreciate but i just thought it was funny that they kept keying in on keying in on him on his worst moments on the sideline which is really <laughs> yeah. funny
1: i bet his mom his mom his mom's <laughs> sitting there watching it like what,
0: what? Yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: so he, good thing number yeah, but, 64 got in the way of the camera there to block out the next few f-bombs he dropped but you know what That right there, next man up. And that's what really is the big difference between Ohio State and every other team in the Big Ten, is we can go ahead and plug and play kids that have never even played in college yet or never started in college yet. And it looked like we didn't miss a beat for the most part. Would you not
0: agree? Absolutely. But it also helps when you got the number one or number two quarterback in the country. Well, yeah, rightfully so. But the running game looked good still.
1: And guess what? My boy. Trey Sermon finally got his first score.
0: Yeah, did you see Justin Fields running down the sideline? Okay, so you could have passed him by 200
1: yards. (laughs) All right, so Trey Sermon turns out a big 12 speed, eh, it's moderate because Justin Fields literally was about 10 yards behind him and got up almost shoulder to shoulder with him before he got to the goal line.
0: Yeah, exactly. Justin
1: Fields, good Lord, that boy is quick. I mean, I mean, what did he run for? He ran for over 100 yards and two scores.
0: Yeah, like even though it made me
1: nervous, it made me nervous every time he ran for it. But God, like he's such a weapon with his legs. And I think we forget that.
0: Yeah, he just he hadn't had to use that part of his game. He just really hasn't. I think this whole dynamic of this game was just different. That
1: right there is why I think he's better than Trevor Lawrence. And I'm sorry, Trevor Lawrence is a capable runner, but he's not a Justin Fields runner. I'm sorry. Yeah, sure, I'm biased. This is a biased podcast. If you're listening to this and we're, you're not biased, then you might be ris- listening to the wrong podcast. But true, Justin Fields, man, like he is going. His accolades are not going to be looking the same as some of the other big Ohio State quarterbacks in the history of the game. But I'm telling you right now, he's the best quarterback we've
0: ever had. He
1: is, I, and it, it I love. I, I
0: love him. I just. I the thing, that, dude. It just it pains me. To know that he is going to leave Ohio State, kind of with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, because he completely underaccomplished by no fault of his own. You yeah. know what I mean? By just circumstances, and and that that sucks, man. Especially for someone that's been such a leader and such a great part of this program. And I, I honestly, I, I wish we would have had him from day one instead of him going to Georgia. I think things would have been a lot different. No, I agree. I agree. All right, so we'll finish up the Michigan State
1: um, reaction with the fact that we make our normal three prop bets. And this is the first time this has happened this year. And no, it's not that Chad won. It's the fact that Chad lost all three. Would you like to elaborate or would would you like for me to remind the
0: listeners? No thanks. I uh listen, dude, I'm looking for a long pier and a short rope. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it's I've had enough with the prop bets because and here's the thing, it's not that I lose them like badly most times. It's usually like coming down to the end and, and something happens. But it's just that like the things that we wager, I, I mean, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna become an indentured servant here late, you know, soon. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to do. Like I'm washing golf clubs, I'm getting beers. You know what I mean? I'm buying dinners. I mean, if you want, dude, I can shine your tires up or tie your shoes or whatever you want. I mean, I I guess that's my role in life these days. Well, the the
1: terms uh, of this past one was that the loser for our next video episode, which is going to be taking place this weekend, um, the loser has to wear a shirt predetermined by the other person. So I've already picked out a shirt for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, but let's just say that when we're on video, you're, you're going to be wearing this shirt. So I want to let
0: the listeners know right now that I have not been working out (laughs) (laughs) like I'm just going to keep it on it.
1: Yeah. Let's say it it may not be an entire part of a shirt. There may be things missing in this shirt, but so the, the three prop bets we did was Ohio state. Were they going to cover the 24 point spread? I said, yes. Chad said, no, he lost. The next one was I said we were going to get either a special teams or defensive score. Thank you, Haskell Garrett. We got that defensive score. So there that was already washed. And then to adding add to injury. Here we go
0: on a fluke where you win by some guy. You know what I mean? Like it bounces up in the air and, you know, some acrobatic thing. That's, that's the kind of stuff that, that happens to you. doesn't happen to me. Listen, some
1: people were just born into this. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah, well, some people were I just s- born in the dirt. and that was well, See, it's <laughs> funny, you were giving me crap, because when I gave you... My prediction was like 56-17, and it ended up being like, what, 52-12. So I was really close. And you were like, what the heck? Like, You said you were going to give me crap on this episode that I had called for a possible upset, you know, or you upset warning. I don't even remember that. All I know is that... One day in the middle of last week, I texted you up and I said I got a feeling fifty six seventeen, and you're like, "What the hell?"
0: <laughs>
1: you know, I said, "Listen, dude, well, I just know had the best a feeling." Part about like, a podcast is yeah. that we record them, so guess well, what? <laughs> you can go back and listen. But the difference is, I changed my mind before the game got played, yeah, and the three bets I up, made you, and the three bets I made you were for a blowout because the third one was that Michigan State would score twenty point or less than twenty points, and you said they'd score twenty or more. And they only scored twelve, so you know I won all do? three.
0: From now on, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a breathalyzer because we need to check your BAC before you give these predictions. <laughs> That's true because I, <laughs> I start talking like
1: I, I I lay off the alcohol for just a minute, and they're like, "Oh well, you know, I, I'm trying to be more realistic." Hey, we're an upset alert. Get me get me a beverage in my system. Also, I'm like, "All right, dude, we're gonna blow them out." <laughs> yeah. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> but listen, ultimate chill. Hey, hey. I was right. So anywho, keep an eye out for the video episode being recorded this weekend. We will be back in person. I'll be up in Columbus. Um, Not sure what we're going to cover yet since we're not going to have a game this week, but we'll talk about that here in a minute. But there will definitely be a video episode, our second one. So I guess that leaves us, moves us on to the fact of the
0: team up north waving the white flag and canceling the game. Where are you at? I got to be honest, man. And I told you this when we spoke on the phone, I needed a minute to process it. Not that I didn't see it coming. I'm not naive enough to think that, you know, it wasn't coming. We've we've known this for a week and a half, you know, that this was a, a giant possibility. It's just that, man, this game means so much more to me than football. I mean, it just it represents good times with friends, good times with family Um, you know, all the history behind it. I mean, you know, I was excited. I was calling you, sending you pictures, how I'm watching Ohio state, Michigan rivalry documentaries, you know, like I'm, this is, this is my week. I look forward to this. And you know, a lot of the listeners out here, if if you're younger than us, you know, you don't know what it's like to lose to Michigan. You don't know how terrible the nineties were really. Um, so you don't get the full concept that I do. Yeah. We're, we've been kicking the crap out of them for the last two decades, But I still remember what it felt like to lose. So, you know, every week I'm excited for it, man. And it was just a real bummer.
1: Yeah, I think if you're probably 35 years and older, you appreciate this rivalry for what it is. I think if you are at least early 30s or in your 20s, you're looking at this like, how is this like the best rivalry in college football? I mean, first of all, this rivalry has been this this thing started back in like 1897 you know, we're talking 123 years this thing's been going on. But this is literally the first time that they haven't played since 1917, okay? They literally have played every single year since 1918 and on. So we're talking 103 stra- 102 straight years that they've played. And this is the first time the game hasn't been played. And I'll tell you what, I think if Michigan was ranked at all, and I hate even saying the word Michigan, Cause I've been seeing the team up North a lot this week. Cause that's kind of what we do in the rival week. We don't like to say their name. We don't, we X out all the M's anywhere we see it, you know, all that aside, had they even felt like they were even going to be competitive, they would have played, they would have done everything they could to play the game. The line, the betting line was we were going to beat them by 30 and that's the most ever that it has been. And I feel like it would have been worse than that. So there was literally no urgency and no reason whatsoever for the team up north to even play that game. They bitched out. I'm sorry. I'm going to flat out say it. They did. Um, I'm pretty sure they could probably find their numbers were lower, but they felt like they were going to wield a team that wasn't going to compete. And you know what? Had they not even had COVID, they were going to wield a team that wasn't going to compete. So it didn't matter. So they thought they were going to have one last-ditch effort to try to give an old screw you to Ohio State. And coming up here in a a bit, we're going to talk about how the Big Ten said, well, not so fast.
0: Um, I I do want to say this, though. uh, Probably an unpopular opinion, which I have a few of these tonight. But uh, I don't blame Michigan. If I was in the reverse situation and Ohio State won only two or three games this year— I would give anything to shit all over Michigan if I could. I don't blame them one bit. That's that speaks to the rivalry and that just makes me want to beat the crap out of them next year even more.
1: Well, you gotta think that can't look good to their uh alumni base, to their fan base, and it can't even look good to their uh recruits coming in.
0: Well neither is you know? hundred hundred and twelve. <laughs> no on Sunday
1: or no. on Saturday. But it's just, you know, their majority of me feels like they really copped out on this. You know, I understand COVID's a real thing, and I understand there's protocols the Big Ten set in place, which we'll get into. But at the end of the day, they called this thing really early, really early, and they claim on Twitter and all this that, oh, we're trying to give Ohio State a heads up to give them an option to maybe play someone else or the Big Ten to figure something out. But they they were never going to play this game. You know, if they had any way to try to snake out of this, because not playing us
0: was going to be an awful lot better than us winning 62 to 10. And no, no, they were never going to play this game. But I do kind of think that they probably tried to at least give a little bit of a chance because dude, they could have waited till like Ohio State did. We could have heard Friday night at 10 o'clock and then we would have had no time to do anything. You know what I mean? There would have been no choices left.
1: But the Big Ten I still feel like would have met prior to that happening with that even being a possibility, which is what they did Wednesday morning, is they the Big Ten had a meeting. And I mean, do you want to get into the Big Ten what they did?
0: We might as well get right into it because that's what I'm waiting on in this episode.
1: Well, first of all, we know the game's canceled and as far as we know, being Wednesday evening, there is no makeup game scheduled. There's no one else that we are putting for the schedule this weekend. So as of right now, we are finishing the regular season with five games. And um, the minimum requirement, according to the Big Ten, at the beginning of the year was you have to have six to get to the to the title game.
0: Yeah. Uh, Six games was the was the minimum. And, um, you know, to be honest, I guess, you know, we'll get into how you feel about their decision first.
1: Okay, so Big Ten met this morning and they decided that they would lower the requirement, therefore automatically awarding the Big Ten, or I'm sorry, Ohio State, uh, the Big Ten East title, which gives them the spot in the Big Ten championship game, which will be in two weeks uh, against Northwestern. So basically the Big Ten, in my opinion, did what they thought was best to try to award a team that was really deserving of the spot, because, I mean, the next team behind us was Indiana that had one loss and we beat them, so we were going to have the tiebreaker anyways. But, yeah, I I just think that, you know, the Big Ten did what they thought was best, try to get Ohio State in the game.
0: I'll I'll say, I want to preface what I'm getting ready to say, first of all, by saying that I've been told by you many times on this show that I'm too much of a homer sometimes. Eh, Uh, We all are. You know, I've had, I've told you, you know, this is the Buckeye podcast, you know, and how many times have I told you, why don't you go, why don't you go root for Alabama then? And you threaten to slap me over the radio and stuff like that. You know, we've, we've had a lot of those moments. Today was the first time I ever found myself in a difference of opinion with the rest of Buckeye Nation. And I know I'm probably going to get strung up um, for saying these things, but I got to be honest, man. I completely and, and wholeheartedly disagree with the decision the Big Ten made today. Um, in my opinion, when you set rules over a – a plethora of people over a conference, those rules are to be followed by everyone. You can't set a group of rules that everyone has to follow and then decide at the end of it because you don't like the outcome that you can change those rules. To me, that is not fair to the other members of the Big Ten. Whether or not they're okay with it or not, that's that's not the point to me. To me, this further undermines the Big Ten and the weak leadership structure that they have. There is no reason In my opinion, if you set the rules at a six-game minimum, then a six-game minimum is what it is. You can't say it's six-game minimum unless Ohio State plays five games. Then we'll change it. That's not the way that it works. And I feel like Indiana and Northwestern both got the raw end of the stick here.
1: Okay, so if you're going by the label of the law and the law is word, yes, in essence, that's true. Because then Ohio State should have been left out. But I feel like when these rules were first made, they weren't anticipating a situation where we are at now, where it would be, they figured that the teams that really wanted to be there, that were really going to push forward, were probably going to be ones that are going to be the safest, probably not have as big of issues, and uh, it would be a little more obvious. The problem they ran into is they did not expect Indiana to be this good. They didn't expect Michigan to be this bad, and they didn't expect for, I mean, I don't, up to this point, I really don't think another Big Ten team, maybe this weekend it might be different, but I'm not aware of another Big Ten team having two separate teams cancel them. I'm, now, I'm aware of a team that has to cancel on their own, and with the exception of us, every other team that had to cancel one on their own had to cancel two games. And that was true for everyone that was Wisconsin, that was Michigan, that was Minnesota. Uh, There might be another one in there I'm not thinking of, but every team that had to pause activities and cancel, canceled two weeks. We're the only ones that didn't. So we made the concerted effort to come back even shorthanded, even without our head coach on the road to come back and play. So we obviously have been trying to do the best we can to get as many games in as we can. But we had two separate teams canceled against us in Maryland uh, and both Michigan. Even though I don't know the exact numbers, I'm aware that they both were under the threshold, but they did it out of an abundance of caution, which means that we got screwed two times. So at that point, we had zero room for error. And I feel like the Illinois game had to have been called off to try to preserve Michigan and Michigan State at that point. Because even though the threshold might have been low enough to play Illinois, we would have been going in there. I'm not even talking about, you know, these new players with limited practice and starting on the road to Illinois. I think we would have been fine anyways because it's Illinois. But at the end of the day, I think the main problem was that we were going to leave ourselves more unsure for the next two games at that point. So I think we were viewing this as cancel Illinois. Make sure that we get all the contact tracing and everything done. We get this under wraps so we're not spreading it further and we're available to play the next two, which would still give us six. So my perspective is that, you know, the, the Big Ten was not expecting for Ohio State to have lost three games. And that's yeah, but exactly that doesn't what matter. Happened.
0: It doesn't matter what they were expecting. You don't plan a Big Ten conference championship game and a Big Ten season based on one team. Well, you That's don't go ahead and
1: make rules in a year where you leave no room for error well, what I'm to saying make is up anything. everything
0: that you're discussing. It has to do with Ohio state. You're not considering well, any of the other teams. Okay. So I'm sa- right. But I'm
1: just saying that from my perspective, what I'm saying is the predominant issue here is that Kevin Warren and the big 10 should have never made a minimum requirement in the first place. Well, the other there's no way thing, to control that.
0: Well, your beloved athletic director canceled a game. We could have played. He ain't my beloved athletic director. He you, must know be. we,
1: you know how we both feel about Gene Smith?
0: Well, you're backing him like freaking OJ's attorney.
1: I'm not. Ba- oh, my God. The glove does
0: fit with him. Okay. it, it does. I'm telling you, <laughs> dude, we you see it that way. I see it like this. Gene Smith canceled a game we could have played. That was stupid in a year of COVID when you have to take everything you can get while it's in your lap. You cannot you cannot try to see the future. You can't predict what Michigan and Michigan State's going to do in front of you. You have Illinois, who is not going to cancel the game, and you know that. You also know you need six to get in, so you play that game. And you know what? If we have to cancel Michigan State because we have too many, fine. We cancel that game, we regroup, and we come back from Michigan as our sixth game. That's Which the would again result season. in the same situation. It doesn't matter. Though. You didn't know that. My it point is you matter. can't make that decision based on that. You take that Illinois game. Because now if we would have took that Illinois game, we would be playing in the Big Ten Championship. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. But if we took the Illinois game
1: and went up there with almost nobody and could have gotten upset because they didn't have any practice or because we could have even got more numbers and had to cancel Michigan State game, then we'd still be in the same boat. We'd either have a loss or we'd still be missing the game against I'm Michigan. Because bullshit. nothing, we nothing, fell nothing on our that we've soil. done— Listen, nothing that we've done up to this point is affecting whether or not Michigan players tested positive and they had to shut stuff down. Because when we were having issues and we had to cancel for Illinois, there was nothing going on at Michigan yet. Nothing. So there's
0: no way we could have seen this coming. So whether we played Illinois and then cancel Michigan State. One question. Did the Big Ten change the rule for the Big Ten championship based on one team? They had to. Yeah. No, they they didn't have to. Because there was another way out, which I gave to you, which is this: they could have let Indiana and Northwestern play in the Big Ten championship, which they both deserve. By the way, I'm just going right to say right now according to the label they, of the law according that according to the, at the law of the that year. was set out at the beginning of the year, which everybody followed, but Ohio State. So now, what you could have done was we could have had an out-of-conference opponent and still been a, eligible for the CFP. Everybody wins. You don't change the rules in the Big Ten let Indiana and Northwestern have their chance at a Big Ten title, which they're probably never going to get any other time, and let Ohio State get into the CFP at number four with a win over Texas A&M or another out-of-conference opponent. They could have avoided all this and not reneged on anything. There was a so, way out. I'm going to agree with you to an extent
1: because, one, is, as an Ohio State fan, it gets annoying seeing other people whether it's Twitter or in person or Facebook or any other social media or the just the general, you know, country consensus that Ohio State gets handed things because of their brand. And I like to feel like we've earned it. That's why I told you before, like, the 2014 national title was so special because we earned our spot there. Like, we were going in number six into the final, you know, week and championship week and beat Wisconsin 59 nothing. And they were a a top 20 team, top 15 team. And then we turn around and we beat Alabama. And then we turn around and we beat Oregon. But the difference was there was, that was, that was so well
0: earned. And that's such a special national title. They, they didn't want to give it to us that year. We came in and took it this year. We didn't take it. They're giving it to us. I,
1: I, and I understand where you're coming from. And I get where you say that. You know, okay, so I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. In a perfect world, I'd say, fine, Big Ten, don't change your rules. Go ahead and put Indiana in and Northwestern, and a small part of me would almost be proud of the two teams in the Big Ten that are never going to have a shot at a, the Big Ten title. I'm sorry. The Big Ten title has been won by Ohio State. It's been won by Michigan. It's been won by Penn State, and it's been won by Wisconsin. Outside of that, I think Iowa got it maybe one year, but that's it. Like, you really have four or five teams that are ever going to win that title. For the most part, you know, it's never going to happen. So Northwestern, even though they even were in the national title, or I'm sorry, the uh, big 10 title game a couple years ago against us, they're some su- supremely outmatched by whatever is going to be their opponent in the East from the East division. So I would understand following the label of the law, even though Indiana in an essence didn't earn it either. They would have been in there by a technicality. Indiana wouldn't have earned it to be in there because they still lost to the team that they're going in over. They followed the rules and played six games. They met that. That's not earning it. That's winning it off the technicality, man. Like if you switch the the rules, do you mean to tell me if Ohio state was Indiana and Indiana was Ohio state and the roles reversed and they didn't change the rules and you got to go to the big 10 championship game, do you feel like you earn that spot knowing that the team that was supposed to be there? Didn't qualify because they missed rules? one more game. Why do you say rules? That's the then? whole point I'm saying. Don't set those stupid rules in but the first place. But they already
0: did. That's what you're those forgetting. Those rules they don't already mean set them.
1: anything. Like you're literally just picking up like you're right rules out of nowhere and making up stupid rules that like don't even mean but anything. It doesn't
0: matter because they did it, Davis. They did it. So they have to follow it. You can't, I, mean, unchange I understa-
1: it. I understand where you're coming from, dude. You're a rule follower, man. You stop at every traffic light. You speed. you go the speed limit. Like, you know, you put your turn signal on. I get it. Like that's I do the kind of not, my signal turn marker. signal
0: hasn't worked in months. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, then I don't know what you're flip flopping so much. I don't know where to believe yet. The, I, the point I'm making is I
0: understand where you're coming from. Okay. And listen, hold on before I say, I, I just want to say one thing real quick and I'll let you go, go ahead. ahead. No, I just want to say this. I don't want people out there to think that I don't want to go to the Big Ten Championship and I don't want to go to the playoffs. Well, do I you? want it more than anybody. Well, do you? I do. I, I okay. want it more than anybody. But I just, I I I can't see how, I was very disappointed in Buckeye Nation when I'm reading these responses. Are you serious? It can't. You can't possibly look at that and think that you get that on a technicality and you're proud of it. You think that's the way it should be? Just because you're the best team, you didn't meet the requirements, you automatically get a big to the Big Ten Championship? No, that's not how it works. That is not how life works. They are not going to bend the rules for you just because you're special. They ain't going to do that. okay? In real life, that's not how things work. So I was upset that so many people, if they want to do it because it's the cash cow, fine. I get it, man. Ohio State's going to bring money to the table. They're going to bring viewers to the TV. I agree with all that. And I want to play for the Big Ten Championship, and I want to play for the CFP. But at the same point in time, I cannot, being of sound mind and judgment, look at that scenario and say that that was fair for everyone. That was a one-sided decision for one team.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not, and I can imagine those, those people in Indiana, uh, Bloomington, are not happy at all. Uh, because they know based upon the technicality, they were rooting for Michigan to not play that game to hope they had a chance to sneak in there. And the fact that the Big Ten went back on it, I can only imagine the heartbreak that they feel, because that was probably Indiana's one and only chance, because they played a great game against Ohio State. Ohio State struggled in the second half, which, you know, I don't feel like you know 10 out of 10, I don't think Indiana's winning any of those, but they gave it a hell of a chance. But they're also picking Michigan up on a down year, Penn State on a down year, and they beat both those teams in the same year because they have to play everyone in the East. So this literally was probably going to be Indiana's
0: only chance to ever be in the Big Ten championship game. Well, and people are forgetting it may have been Northwestern's only chance too because they're not beating Ohio State. Well, it is. No- Northwestern's getting in there already. They've No, already but what qualified. I'm saying, it would have been their only chance to actually win it because they're not going to beat Ohio right. State. Right.
1: Well, see, I'll tell you what. Tell me the last time a West team won. It was either Wisconsin or Iowa. Yeah. Probably yeah. a decade or more. I mean, yeah, it's I'm Ohio State Ohio, State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Penn State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State Michigan. Dude, I
0: agree, though. Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten, hands down. Well, it's, it's it, And it's not even close. And
1: that, that, that Indiana game... Would you even feel the same if we blew them out like 42-7? To be
0: honest with you, man, it, it, to me, it or had kind of, Or are you kind of giving them more credit because they fought back in the second half? I'm, I'm giving them credit because not only did they fight back in the second half and, and give us a little bit of a game, not a lot of a game, but a little what bit if, of a game.
1: Okay, but, what, but also, they have
0: fought through losing a quarterback, and they're still beating people, which is a test to how really right. good they are. And I agree. And I think, I think the
1: nation as a whole— needs to understand exactly how good a team Indiana really is this year. So let me even ask you this. Let's say, okay, we know Michael Panix Jr. went down, and they played Wisconsin, and they still beat Wisconsin. But let's say they didn't beat Wisconsin. So then Indiana has two losses. Would you still feel the same way? No. So it's simply because after they lost a quarterback, and then they turned around and still showed the heart to beat Wisconsin, that and was viewed as the best team in the the West, part of the division at the beginning of the year.
0: Yes, because to me, they're only losses to us and they meet a requirement that we didn't. That's where I'm at with it. If they would have lost to somebody else, it would have been a totally different. And I can,
1: I can respect that. And I, and I, and you know what, I'm not disagreeing with what you say, because the second part of what you're going to say is, you know, well, let's just go ahead and let those two teams play for the big 10 championship game, because listen, we'll still get a game uh, that same weekend because they're doing a championship weekend where the one V one is the championship game, then two V two three V three from the East and West side. So we would have been playing Iowa, which is a top 25 team that the committee is still pretty r- highly ranked on. I mean, uh, I was one the last five games in a row. I think their only loss, I could be wrong, but I think the only loss is to Northwestern. Well, I don't All know why. I don't know so why. So Listen, consider- that would have been a good game and it would have been a good, it would have been a good win for Ohio state. And like you had mentioned, that means then this weekend, boom, let us schedule something at a conference. But Cincinnati was kind of X because even though they canceled the game, I think problems were within their own system. Uh, it would have been a perfect I mean, a perfect world. It would have been a perfect opportunity to face Texas
0: A&M at number five. Yeah. It would have been perfect for both teams. Winner well, is probably getting in. It would have
1: been perfect for everyone. But you know what's going to get in the way is the same crap that gets in the way all the time.
0: That's Gene Smith.
1: It, well, it's athletic directors, it's TV contracts too, because Fox and the Big Ten Network own the rights to the Big Ten, and the SEC is predominantly CBS. Uh, they can also outsource their rights to e- ABC and ESPN. So there's a lot of TV contract issues that you would have when you're just on a whim matching up an SEC and, an, and a Big Ten school. They could so that's, out. that well we out. Well, you would think, because do you imagine how many viewers there would be? For a number four against number five, and it's basically a play-in playoff game almost.
0: Yeah, and like because, I said, it, not only I that, just, it just it keeps it keeps the integrity of everything else together. It would have made me, and to, to be honest, I think the Big Ten just made the laziest decision they could. They didn't schedule another game, and they just said, "Oh, by default, you're in." Do you not you know, expect
1: anything less from what you've seen from uh Kevin Warren since he's been in there? I mean I don't know why someday like, I feel like I, the big how, ten's gonna do something, how but they don't on earth is it literally okay with everything that Kevin Warren has done? Like how can he how can this still be okay in the eyes of everyone or even anyone that even matters or even the powers that be that elected him into that position. How is any of the decision-making that he has done all along this way? Okay. Like it is unfathomable, unfathomable to me that he has continued to make these decisions. Like get him the hell out of there. Like, I don't know. Did you see his statement? Oh my God. The last line of the statement. Transparency. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, we like to know that the big 10 conference, you know, know, prides itself on our transparency and everyone, blah, blah, bull crap. Like, no one knows anything that's going on behind the scenes other than whatever ESPN finally decides to come out with as a story on, oh, season's off, season's on, season's on, but eight games but we're you know even though we say it's on now it's not gonna start for another month and a week but you could have started two weeks from now because teams have already been practicing but screw it you don't have any room for any makeup games we're doing eight but let's go and make the minimum six just because it seems like a good round number that way blah 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 you know it just seems like we're at least trying to make it somewhat legit like are you freaking kidding me the big 10 has been god awful this year and if this, like I'll tell you right now, if Ohio state wins against Northwestern, which I expect they will do by a lot. And we're going in as an undefeated big 10 championship team with six wins and we don't make the playoff. We need to leave the conference immediately. And I am, I'm, I'm so over the big 10 when it comes to football, I'm done. I'm absolutely done because one, we're not getting quality opponents on a week in week basis. And even though I want to win as many games as possible, I still like, I'm like you, like i, I I want the challenge to be there. Like I enjoy watching a game where, Hey, there's risk there involved, but you know, when we consistently play teams where we're favored by 20 plus points, at some point it gets freaking old. And now it's all about, can we beat them by 40? Can we beat them by 30? Can we score at least 50? Do we have enough style points? You know, I think Alabama continues to get the benefit of the doubt because they play in the SEC, and the SEC is always viewed as the most dominant conference. But if you really look this year, besides the top three or four teams, SEC is very average this year. But they're still going to get the benefit of the doubt because they've typically had, you know, from top to bottom, a better conference than most of the other ones. But yeah. the Big Ten has not been putting anything forward other than Ohio State. Like the one year that um a different big 10 team got in the playoff it was michigan state when they beat us back in 2015 after we won the national title the only loss we had that year was at home against michigan state they continue to go through beat Iowa in like 10 to 7 in the big 10 title game and get to play alabama where they got beat 42 to nothing or whatever it was 35 nothing 38 nothing like thoroughly embarrassed like i'm sorry but michigan state Will never be an elite team. They just had a really good team that year, but they're not elite, so they can't hang with teams like Alabama and Clemson. Ohio State is them, the man only- it takes the right Ohio guy. State is the only one that can. I'm sorry. Ohio State is the only team
0: yeah, that can remember- ever compete with Ohio State and Clemson. I'm talking in the current era. In your oh, recruiting I know. But I'm era. saying, don't you remember a time uh, back in the 90s when we used to put Clemson on the schedule? They were no more than a MAC team. Well, we still haven't beat Clemson, which hey, is. You know hurtful. what it takes, though? It takes it takes one guy to come in there and change that whole thing around, the right guy, and then any program in this country could be relevant. You know what I mean? You just never know. Yeah, but it doesn't happen overnight, and it doesn't no.
1: appear. The I'll tell you what. The only program that actually appears to be training in the right direction is Indiana, and Indiana very well could be the second-best team in the Big Ten East or the second-best the second team in the Big Ten as a whole moving forward. I mean, unlucky for them that they're on Ohio State's side. They're probably not going to be able to. They could somewhat compete lately. But they're not going to unthrone them, in my opinion. But yeah. that the culture's changed there with Coach Allen. Like he's done an amazing job of that program, and it shows. I mean, he beat yeah. Michigan and Penn State in the same year. You may say both teams are way down, but you know what? <laughs> he, it's the first time in decades since he's beat both teams, and Indiana's beat both teams in the same year, right. and they about tried to almost pull it off against Ohio State. So I understand you're a purist. I'm 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 in the same boat. We're the same age. We come from the same background when it comes to Ohio State football. You know, we appreciate the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry for something of what it was, which we were used to seeing a lot of L's in the 90s. And now that we're seeing a bunch of W's, you know, it's just, we're in a different era. But at the end of the day, I love my Buckeyes. I'm glad that they're moving through, even though it may not seem fair and it does seem kind of handed to us. But at the same time, We're still the best team in the Big Ten. Do I still think we're on the top four teams in the country? Yes. Um, I think the biggest thing that has been unnoticed or not talked about is that we've not had enough games to develop enough players because we didn't have a lot of veterans on defense, especially in the back end. Uh, We had some O-line that was learning. You know, we had some freshman receivers that are learning. We've not had enough games this year to really develop our team to where they're going to be elite ready in the playoffs. So my fear is that we continue to get through this Big Ten schedule and get in there. And we'll go in as the number four and face Alabama. And Alabama's had 10 games to prepare their players. And we've had six. And that's a big difference. Not just in regards to the game's played. I'm talking about developing players. It'd be different if we had a veteran-laden team. But we don't. So that's where I think the biggest issue is going to come from this year. And I fear that we might. I hope not. And I hope I'm wrong. But I feel there's a potential we could be
0: not embarrassed. But not be very successful and move forward. I agree. I mean, the team hasn't been tested this year. They haven't been tested by anybody. You can't say that the Indiana game was a test. It wasn't. We blew them out in the first half and let them climb back in. We were up 35-7 to 7 in the third yeah, quarter. It's, so, that was I not mean, a test.
1: No. But I, was, I will
0: say this. Um, I, I really think that I think this team will have a new motivation now. I really do. Now that they're in it and they know there's something to play for, I think practices are going to be on and going. I think that uh, they're going to just – I feel bad for Iowa. I'll put it like that, because I think we're going to come out on all cylinders. Northwestern. Or, or Northwestern, yeah, sorry. I feel bad for Northwestern. I think we're going to come out on all cylinders and just destroy them. And then I think, you know what I mean? From then, what happens? I don't know, because this team is going to be a different team knowing they have something to play for, knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, you know they,
1: I think they also understand now, too, for the first time ever, and even though Day will never say it, got to hang 100 on them. Because now that we've lost that that extra data point with not playing this weekend, we're gonna have to literally beat Northwestern sixty to
0: ten. It's almost like it's range. almost like one of us has been saying that for the whole year about everybody.
1: Well, it's finally come to <laughs> it's finally come to fruition enough. Because, well, I wasn't expecting all this extra chaos, and I think you kind of foresighted it a little bit better than I did. But I think beating Northwestern is not enough. No, in my not. opinion, because. We haven't even talked about the doomsday scenarios when it comes to what's going to happen in the ACC playoff game and the SEC playoff game. But we're going to get into that this week when we do our live video show. Yeah, we're going to wrap this up. We'll talk about all those then. But Ohio State is in the Big Ten Championship game. Whether you agree with it or not, we are in there. Look for our video episode coming up uh, this weekend. We will be uh, previewing the Big Ten Championship game. We'll be previewing um, upcoming CFPs and we'll also be previewing um, possibility of what some matchups might look like for the CFP.
0: Yep. And don't forget, uh, if you're out there listening, you know, check us out on Twitter, uh, follow us on Facebook. We're always posting stuff um, all the time there. And uh, you can also hear us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, which is now turning to YouTube Music. I forgot to mention that now. Uh, Google Play will be no more here shortly. Um, but we're, we're on every major platform out there. So search dotting now with Davis and Chad and, uh, give us a listen and, uh, we appreciate it and we'll, uh, catch you guys this weekend. Go bucks.
1: Oh, H.